Thanks for joining us here at Faith Assembly for our weekly podcast. We're so excited you're tuning in this week. To learn more about our church, you can visit us online at myfaithassembly.org. Join us live or connect with us on Facebook. Come on, let's celebrate. The King has come. The King is among us. The significance of Christmas, that when we come to the reality of what Christmas is, it cannot help but change us. When we come to the understanding that He is God Emmanuel, He is God with us, and because He is God with us, He transforms everything about us. I I wonder today, is there anybody who's been changed by the reality of Christmas, the hope of the one who has come? We're so glad you're joining us on this Christmas Eve, and uh, we've today wanting to just have a moment how do you on Christmas Eve when in reality there's so many so many of us that know the story we know with familiarity the story of Jesus being born and how do you share just with fresh perspective and new understanding because let's be honest we come back every December 24th and it's the same story nothing changed which is good news but yet it never gets old it's the same story, the same, the same individuals, the same outcome. But the reason it's so new is because if we allow, the one who came on that night keeps coming again and again. That if we open our hearts to the truth of who he is, it continues to transform us. Like the shepherds gathered on the field there in Bethlehem. It's Luke chapter 2. My family and I have been reading this every Christmas day when we gather around the tree. And just before we open gifts, we share this story together. And it's so familiar. But I hope tonight that as we look at this text that you'll see the transformation, that what a holy encounter can bring, the impact that it had on these individuals who were just watching their sheep, just looking after their sheep. But it transformed them. Here at Faith Assembly, when we take a moment to look at Scripture, we, we always stand together just in honor of God's Word. And so I want to read Luke chapter 2, the story of the shepherds, the encounter that they had. And would you stand with me tonight? And as we look to the Scripture, and thank you, worship team. And man, could you just help us, our leader team, in honoring our dancers, our singers, our serve teams? Would you just thank God for these folks? Um, words would not express... I mean that sincerely, and uh, all of them have given their Christmas Eve to share. And as Pastor Tim said, we've—it's been—it's been been a full house like this every service. So four services of families gathering, and uh, I got to be honest with you, that's exciting because the whole thing of what it's all about is that we center in the presence of God to know the hope of Jesus Christ and uh, that impact that it makes. Here's what it says in Luke chapter 2, verse 8. It says this, that that night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Would you say guarding? They're guarding. I want you to see the condition of these shepherds, that the impact of this Christmas. It says they're guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified. But the angel reassured them, 
do not be afraid, he said. I bring you good news. Somebody shout good news. I'm bringing you good news, good news that will bring great joy to all the people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem in the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and they found Mary and Joseph and there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and they even told them what the angel had said about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished, but Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and for all they had seen. It was just as the angel had told them. Father, I pray on this Christmas Eve as we gather in the familiarity of this moment, I pray, God, that it would be like no other. I pray, God, that we would sense your presence in such a real way. Even now, Holy Spirit, would you speak to our hearts? Holy Spirit, the one who brought life into Mary, a virgin, who caused life to come forth and came into a broken world today, God, would you come again into our broken world? Speak to each of us in such a tangible way that we would know your presence, the significance of this moment. We pray it in Jesus' name. If you agree with that today, would you say amen? You may be seated. As you are, just tell somebody around you. Tell them, don't miss the significance. Don't miss the significance. I want to take a moment, and I want to welcome all of uh, our, some special guests that we've got in the room today. Our special guests are our faith kids. Uh, those, you should have received an uh, activity bag when you came in. And uh, in t- inside that activity bag is a sermon coloring page that you can color the, the title or the page of, of uh, this message. But also there's notes on the backside that, that maybe mom or, or dad or someone uh, there can help you fill in the blanks today. But we want to just say Merry Christmas to all of our faith kids. Where are, where are the faith kids? Just wave at me today. All the faith kids. Come on, give it up for our faith kids. Merry Christmas. We're so glad you are here. Hope you've been good all year, not just to get something good, but because that's what you're supposed to do, and I hope you get some good stuff too, but that's Merry Christmas to to you. We're we're glad you're here. Um, The shepherds went and they found everything just as the angel had told them. There's the impact of an encounter, that when you encounter something significant, it can have an effect on you. Uh, my mother-in-law has been the contributor of the majority of Christmas decorations in our home uh, from the ornament tree that we have. Uh, she's been giving us ornaments 
uh, ever since Jody and I were dating. And so every year we got an ornament. And then when the kids came along, every year they would get an ornament. So we have accrued these ornaments that are on our tree and different decorations. One of the things that she had given us at Christmas time a, a number of years ago is something that to this day we have not found the spot for it. It has never yet been placed in a decorative spot with purpose However, it has found its way to do something. She gave us this near life-size Santa that we have never found out where to put it, although it makes its way and shows up at doors when least expected. Case in point is the picture that you see behind me that this thing just shows up. I got to admit, Santa has gotten a karate chop from me, and I've never even taken karate like, it just shows up. You don't know where it might be. It's an encounter that will impact you. You don't know what door it could be. And we know the culprit. I caught her on the camera, in the, in the doorbell camera. It is my wife. She'll just put this thing anywhere, and you have no idea. I pull open the shower curtain. Ah! What is Santa doing in the shower? You open the garage door. You have no idea where Santa might be. So when you leave here, be careful. <laughs> there are encounters that can leave an impact. They mark you. Here are the shepherds watching their sheep, doing what they were doing. But there was an in impact suddenly, suddenly out of nowhere. The, the heavens become bright. They hear the voice that is speaking to them. The angel of the Lord comes and delivers a message. He delivers the message to these that we know are the lowly shepherds. They're the lowly shepherds not because it just sounds good in a Christmas carol. They're the lowly shepherds because they are the lowest of, their, of the classes. They're, they're, they're the least of these. They're the ones that got picked last to be on, the, on, the, on the, the kickball team at recess. They were the ones that were forgotten. They were the ones that people didn't think much about. They were the shepherds. Their job was to watch the sheep, some of those sheep, would then the next year be sacrificed or brought to the temple for worship. What's interesting, though, is the sheep would come for worship and be presented for worship, but the shepherds of their occupation because of one who sits high and is seated in, on the backside of a hill in what would not seem familiar. Arrival, some of our kids, our faith kids, if you got the notes in front of you, you can fill that in. It was a holy arrival, but here's what holy means. Holy literally means to be set apart. It means set apart to be like nothing else, to be like no one or, or, or nothing else before. That when it's holy, here was on a holy night, a holy child born in a place that has become to know the holy land. The area of significance, this place of, of holiness was marked by a holy arrival because here the angel comes to share the message and share the news of the Savior that has been born. And on that place, in that place, it left a mark that impacted the shepherds. The angel shows up in the skies and his first words to the shepherds, simply this. He says, do not be afraid. You know why he told them not to be afraid? Because they were afraid. What I love about this simplicity is that God not only knew where to find them physically, but he knew where he would find them emotionally. 
He knew he would find them in a place that would seem forgotten, that no one would know, no one would recognize, in a place that seems to be uh, abandoned, a place that they would not even be welcome to come in. But God finds them in that place, and he also meets them in the place that they are emotionally. Today, God knows where you are. He's, he's come to meet with you. Even if, feel, if it feels like you've been on the backside of a hill, on the outskirts of a city, abandoned, isolated, feeling like no one knows, no one understands, you might feel like, among the lowly but he knows where to find you and he knows the condition that you might be in it was a holy arrival it was a holy arrival because God knew where to find us in our broken state but here's what we have to be honest with just because God knows where to find us and he knows where we are doesn't mean it changes where we are just because God knows us in our broken state doesn't mean it changes. God knowing where we are doesn't change where we are. It means that he can find us. And so we have to ask, our quest, ask ourselves this question. If it was significant for him to come, the question then is do we know why he came? You see, I think many times we can know the news that the Savior was born. But do we really know the significance of that news? We can know that Christ is born. We can know that this is the reality. But do we know the significance of that reality? We, do we know why he came? In Luke chapter 2, the text that we read, verse 10, the angel says this, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all the people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born. Today in Bethlehem in the city of David. That was the news right there. It was the news enough to say he has been born. The promised one has come. The one who they spoke of for ages. The Savior, the Messiah. He's Savior because he's here to redeem the lost. He is Messiah because he's been promised as the perfect lamb from the beginning of time. He is here, the one who is promised. But I love as well, it not only says that he arrived, it says to them, you will recognize him by this sign. You'll find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. He came to save the world from sin in that holy, uh, holy arrival. That holy arrival brought a holy announcement. And this is the holy announcement that he has come and that he has come to save the world. It was not just that he arrived. This Good news. He says, the angel says, I bring you good news, the best news that could ever be given. Holy news, news like no other, significant news. And the news, not only that he came to the shepherds in their condition, but he brought the news that would change their very condition, that would transform and change them. Here is the message that is given. This is what the angel said to them. It was a twofold message. The king is here, or the Messiah has come, and this is how you find him. I want you to know today, God's not hiding from you. He wants you to find him. The Bible says that if we seek him, we'll find him if we seek him with all of our heart. If we come near him, he'll come near to us. He's not hiding from us from the very beginning. He said he is here and this is how you find him. You'll find him as a baby wrapped in cloth and lying in a manger. From the very beginning, he was already marked and identified as the healer of a broken world. They would have known the significance of being wrapped in cloth in their culture. It speaks to anything wrapped in cloth is a place of being preserved, being held, being kept, being healed. 
It would have been identified as wounds being wrapped. You see, Jesus came already wrapped in cloth because he's the healer who comes to wrap our wounds and meet us in our brokenness. He knew that we were broken people, and in our brokenness, he came not to change our world, but to change us, to heal us in the midst of a broken world. He came to bind the broken wound. He came to heal the broken. He came to bring comfort and healing. But not only is he wrapped in cloth, it says he's lying in a manger. That word manger literally means to eat. It was the place that animals would come and they would eat the grain from. When they would, they would eat the, in the, the area that they would gather, they would put grain to feed the animals. It was marked as a place to eat. Here is the Messiah born, wrapped in cloth and lying in a manger. He's wrapped in cloth that signifies our wounds being wrapped and in a manger that he would meet our needs, that he would be the bread of life. That the Bible says if anyone eats of his bread, eats of him, they'll have everlasting life. You see, he was from the very beginning already marked as the good shepherd because he appeared to shepherds. He was marked as the good Samaritan because he came wrapped in cloth, lying in a manger. Jesus told the story in the New Testament of the Good Samaritan. The Good Samaritan was the one who came to minister to the person who was left broken. The Bible says that Jesus tells the story to a group of religious people. He says there was a man who was traveling who was beaten by robbers. They took everything from him and they left him on the side of the road. Jesus tells the story that there were those that crossed, came by, and because of his condition, they moved to the other side. They would move to the other side of the road, but here came along a good Samaritan, one that was unassuming, a Samaritan who was an outcast, one that didn't even fit in with those people. He was not a purist. He wasn't the one that would be ideal, but the good Samaritan comes, and with goodness, with kindness, he's on his donkey, and Jesus tells the story that he gets off of his donkey, he stoops down to this man who is broken and left on the side of the road. He wraps up his wounds and then he gives him a drink of the water that he has. He puts him on his donkey and then leads the donkey into town and says to the innkeeper, take care of him, feed him, and he pays for all of his needs. In that moment, Jesus is identifying from the moment he is born that he is the good Samaritan, that even though the world would reject him and denounce him and desire to even crucify him on the cross, he still said, I'll get off of my throne. I'll come to the broken who have been left for dead, those who have been beaten, because we have an enemy who seeks to kill, steal, and to destroy. But he said, I've come that you might have life. He got off of his donkey in his humble state. He came to our brokenness. He wrapped up our wounds. He then put us in his place and then led us into an area to bring healing and hope and restoration. This is our king born on Christmas day, the Messiah, the one who loves you and I with an everlasting love. The goodness of God that he came to bring hope. It's one thing to know the king, the king came, but do you know the significance of up? He showed up to bind your wounds. It says that we all have fallen short of the glory. We have trials of many kinds. It doesn't matter how much you try to guard yourself, protect yourself. We can never protect ourselves so good or so well to not feel the pain of this life. But there is one who got off of his horse. Well, his donkey. Because he's that humble. He comes to the lowly. He's near to the brokenhearted. And he brought redemption. Oh, that we would not miss 
the significance. Don't miss the significance of the one who came, of why he came. It's significant today that he's here in December of 1903. After many attempts, the Wright brothers were successful in getting their flying machine off the ground. They were thrilled with excitement that they telegraphed this message to their sister Catherine in Ohio. The telegraph said this, we have actually flown 120 feet. We'll be home for Christmas. Catherine hurried to the editor of the local newspaper and showed him the message. The editor glanced at the telegram and then simply said back to Catherine, how nice, the boys will be home for Christmas. He totally missed the big news that man could fly. Could it be that you say, how nice, Jesus showed up at Christmas. Oh, but you missed the news that he came to wrap the broken in cloth of healing. He came to bring life to those, the significance. He came so that those who were blind could see, that those who were lame could walk, those who were dead in sin could live in eternal hope. Oh, don't miss the significance of his coming. It was a holy arrival that was delivered with a holy announcement, and it gave way to a holy encounter. Here are the shepherds guarding their flock. I, I like that it uses this word guarding. They have a holy encounter, an encounter like no other, that it transforms them. Here's how we know. Because the way we found them is not the same way they returned. It says that they're guarding their flocks, this word guard, and even if it says watch in some translation, it literally means to have a posture of defense. That when you're guarding something, you're looking out. You're, you're looking to see where the threat's coming from. You're looking and trying to just get by, making the most of it. You're guarding what you have there in a posture of guarding. But the angel appears to them, says this is what's happening in Bethlehem. They leave and they go to Bethlehem to see this thing. And they found it just like the angel said. And the Bible says this, that they told what the angel said to them. And then they make their way back to the fields where they were watching the sheep. And it says that they returned glorifying God in the highest. When we found them, they were guarding. But when they came back, they were glorifying. They went from being in a posture of defense to a posture of recognition. Could it be that this Christmas for you is this realizing and understanding that sometimes we can just be on guard trying to make the most, get through with the most, make, do whatever we can, and we're doing whatever we can, but forgetting and recognizing what he has already done and what he's made possible. Trying to make the perfect Christmas, trying to make the perfect outcome, have the perfect life. Can I tell you, you can do everything in your ability to be perfect, but you won't arrive at perfection, but you can look upon the one who is perfect. And in the midst of your imperfection, you can find the hope of the one who is and who was, who is and is to come. I don't know your Christmas today, but I pray that you have an encounter with the son who was born in Bethlehem. That when you have a holy encounter, it changes everything. It's been a different kind of Christmas or Christmases for Jody and I over the past couple years. We've hit the stage in life where... All of the kids have now left the home, and so Christmas has now shrunk for us in that moment where it feels like when everybody comes home, where before they were always there, and we knew that this is life, it changes. To top it off, we've had this past year a loss 
Jody's mom, my mother-in-law passed away, went to be with Jesus and just the, the difficulty of what that brings and recognizing that this Christmas preparing, we had not had the kids all home last year. It was just the girls, which I thank God my girls were able to come home, but Jaron had not been home for Christmas last year and it was another Christmas that we would just make do with two-thirds of the kids home and just making do, and I was in already preparing myself and already in the mindset of it'll be good. We'll, 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 we'll see them online. We'll connect online, but yet in my heart knowing I want them to be here. It was this idea that we'll make the most of it, but something's missing. Something's missing. You might be here today, and you say, Christmas is good, but there's something missing. Could it be that you need to encounter the sun? You see, because I got a surprise that I wasn't expecting. My wife caught it on video. It's ugly, but I'm going to show it to you anyway. And here is the video. I'm minding my own business in the office. There's nobody here on a Sunday afternoon or evening. It's just me. She says, come out here. There's somebody who wants to see you. The moment I saw my son, I got to tell you, everything changed just like that. The moment I saw the son, his wife, it was this sense of it's complete. I realize there's some people we won't bring back. There's some people that we've lost and loved ones that we can't bring back. I realize there's heartaches and maybe some distance that it won't change. But what that reminds me of is that I was ready for Christmas to make the most of it, but knowing something was missing. But the moment my eyes caught the sun, Christmas changed. My prayer for you today is even in the midst of your brokenness, your loss on the backside of a hill, seems on the outskirts of town, that you would know that the sun came to give you a message. He arrived on that night to say, I'm here. I'm wrapped in cloth. I'm ready to bring healing. I'm ready to bring restoration. He's wrapped in cloth. You'll find him wrapped in cloth, lying in a manger because he loves you and I that much. My prayer is that the significance of Christmas would not be lost, that you would not just know that he was born, but that you would know the reason and the significance of why he came to allow him to wrap up your wounds, to allow him to give you life and life everlasting. The Bible makes it clear that it's a gift and the greatest gift he says, God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him would not perish, but have everlasting life, because he is the bread of life. And man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. What is that word? That word is Jesus made flesh. When we live in recognition of the one who came, wrapped in cloth, lying in a manger, with every head bowed and every eye closed on this Christmas Eve, just before we light candles in what is a tradition, but I pray it becomes more than just a tradition. May it be for you this Christmas more meaningful than ever. Before we pray, I want to give you an opportunity just to acknowledge Jesus as your Savior. You're here and you say, Jason, on this Christmas Eve, I need to surrender my life to Christ with every head bowed and every eye closed. And I can't see all across this room, but I can see enough. And what I see isn't as important as what... God sees. If that's you today, you say, I need to make a decision. I need to surrender my life to Christ. Is there anybody today? Bless you. Yeah, is there anyone else today? I'm Here's what I want to do. I want to pray 
with us together. One of the things, and I want to encourage you to pray this prayer with me today, inviting Jesus to come into your life. Would you repeat this prayer with me all across this room? Dear Jesus, I believe that you're the Son of God. I believe that you died and rose again. Thank you for giving me Christmas. Come into my life. Wash away my sins and make me new. I belong to you. Heal me, restore me, and give me life. In Jesus' name, I receive your gift. I am saved. Come on, one more time, a declaration. Just say that today. I am saved in Jesus' name. God, I thank you for salvation. Lord, we thank you that you have made it possible today for those that are in this room, Lord, each of us, that we can receive your gift of life. I pray today that, Lord, as we say yes to you, that, God, we would have a holy encounter, that, Lord, we would know the significance of Christmas and, Lord, be transformed even like the shepherds, that, God, we would not be in a posture of guarding and just getting by, but, God, that we would be transformed and we would join the angels in declaring, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. God, I pray that we would have a holy encounter even in this moment on this Christmas Eve. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Before we light the candles, my prayer is that you would have an encounter, a holy encounter, because we join with the angels to declare holy, holy, holy is the Lord. God bless you.
Join with all the angels to declare holy is the Lord. Blessed is he who comes, the one who came, the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. The light has come into our world and those who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And this light is not like any other light. This light whose radiance is so brilliant beyond what we can comprehend. But I pray today that we would receive this hope as we light our candles today, I pray that it would be symbolic of receiving the hope that comes in Jesus Christ. But not only in receiving, but also being those who share. The Bible says that it's not only for one people, but for all the people. Not just for one class, but for all. That it would be received. And so, even as we share today this light, I pray that it would would remind us of this hope that we have. Some Our pastors are coming to help us to, to share this, this light today. And as we do so, I pray that you would receive with great joy the light of the world who has come. Emmanuel, God is with us.
with us as we sing this final verse together. receive that light. Lord, I pray that it would bring transformation to our hearts, to our homes, our community. That, Lord, the impact of who you are would be seen in this Christmas season and even into the new year. God, we pray that you would take us from being a people on guard to being a people who glorify and recognize you at work in our midst. Thank you for your blessing on our families. Thank you for Christmas. And Lord, wherever we find ourselves, even on the backside of a hill, on the outskirts of town, there you find us. The light has come. Thank you for the light that changes everything. We pray God blessing upon each home and heart as we celebrate this season. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Merry Christmas to you, to your family. We're so glad you've joined us today on this special occasion. If you would, just carefully extinguish your candle. We are blessed and so encouraged. And I hope today that you know the love of God, the significance of Christmas. As Pastor Tim mentioned, look forward to sharing that with you. 23 Pure Fire. We wish you a Merry Christmas. Thank you for being here today. We'll look forward to seeing you next year. God bless you.